0: Ready to learn, grow, and take your practice to the next level? Let's do this. Welcome, everybody, to Adom Radio, the podcast for dental managers. I'm your host, John Stamper, and thanks for joining us. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode here on ADOM Radio. I'm your host, John Stamper, and as always, very excited to be with you. So when I say the word case acceptance, what does it make you think about? Is the first thing that comes to your mind what goes on in the operatory, how treatment is presented, talking to the patients about root canals and scaling and root planing and periodontal therapy, you know, all those great medical terms that patients just love to hear? Or... Do you think about your treatment planning coordinator and the things that they say, or the things they don't say, or where they're actually presenting the treatment, or how they're presenting financial options, all of those things? Well, I can tell you what it means to one person, and that is our guest, Laura Hatch, who is the founder and CEO of Front of His Rocks. Laura looks at case acceptance in a lot of different ways, and some very insightful ways that we're going to talk to you about on this three part series of case acceptance brought to you by Care Credit. And Laura and I also, during the course of these three episodes, talked about some of the great tools and great resources that many of you may not know about that Care Credit is bringing to dental practices all over the country, so very excited for you to learn about that. And again, on today's episode, Laura is going to touch specifically on the things that you can do before the patient even comes into the practice. There were so many little tiny things that you may not be thinking about that really, really make a difference, and Laura is going to share that. So who is this Laura Hatch girl anyways? Well, she's the founder and CEO of Front Office Rocks, the leader in web-based front office training for dental practices. She is listed non-exclusively with several speakers' bureaus and speaks at events year-round for well-known dental authorities like ADOM, Patterson, Mid-Atlantic Dental Society, as well as local dental societies. She has authored over 200 articles published in top dental publications and websites like Dental Assisting Digest Dental Town and Dentistry IQ. With a master's in organizational development from JHU, she started as an office manager and grew two successful fee for service practices from scratch. Front Office Rocks was founded when Laura witnessed firsthand the absent resources for dental front offices and the desire to share her successes with her fellow dental practices. As the leading authority on web based dental front office training, Laura developed training methods consisting of established ideas, practical training, And proven results can be easily implemented into any office. And she's going to share so much of that with you on this three-episode podcast series on case acceptance. I'm very, very excited for you to learn from her a lot of the things that she has learned from others and what she is sharing with dental practices all over the country. She puts such a high... Weight and value on you, the office manager, and the responsibility that you have in the world of case acceptance. So, I'm so so glad that Care Credit has brought Laura Hatch to Adom Radio. So, without a further ado, here is episode one of our three episode podcast series on case acceptance with Laura Hatch. How you doing,
1: Laura? Great, John. Thank you very much. I'm super excited to be here. This is this is going to be fun.
0: Yeah, well, thanks so much for your time. I know, you know, the last six months, close to a year, you've been all over the place and and certainly speaking to thousands of people about what you do. And most importantly, that front office team, and that certainly is a big audience here on ADOM radio. So everybody was very excited to have you on. And before we get started, I just want to share with everybody. Again, this is a three part series. And what we're going to do is on this first episode, we're going to talk about the first impressions before dentistry. So as many of you know, or what Laura is going to share with us is a lot of case acceptance actually can start before the patient even comes in to the practice and is and is shared with them the dentistry that needs to get done. And that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode. And then episode two is going to be the experience in the office once the patient is in there. And not only just that particular day, but one of the things that Laura is going to talk about is the All the different times they come into the practice and how they really do add up in regards to to the overall acceptance of of them getting the treatment done. And then finally, in the last episode of the series, we're going to talk about the handoff. Uh, The treatment has been presented to the patient, and then it's it's go time for the front team to be able to, to present that treatment, do financial options, all that type of stuff. And so Laura has all kinds of great content there. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about first impressions. So Laura, before we get started, if you could share... Just a little bit about who you are and and what you're doing.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, So I got into dentistry because in 2002, my now ex-husband was a, a dentist, graduated from dental school, and in 2002 decided he wanted to open a brand new scratch practice. And came to me and said, you know, I have business background, marketing management background. He says, why don't you quit your job and come run my dental office. So much like many of us, I just kind of got thrown into dentistry. Um, I didn't know, I knew, you know, I knew customer service, I knew sales, I knew marketing, but I didn't know anything about teeth numbers, surfaces, insurance, you know, the ins and outs of a dental office. Um, And I just really had to kind of figure it out. So over the years, I did like many of us, I mean, there was no ADOM back then, at least as far as I know. And um, so I went and saw the big speakers, I read articles, um, there was no internet to go to, there was no Facebook groups, we just, I just had to kind of figure it out. And I grew over the years, we had two different practices, one on the East Coast and then one on the West Coast. I live in San Diego now, California. Um, And I realized after opening two practices that one of the things that's really missing in the front office is quality training um, and, and a resource to go to, a place to go to, because again, we, we don't, you know we're kind of a we're kind of the forgotten about part of the dental office. Um, there's not a lot of training and resources for us. So about five six years ago, I started making training videos on every little thing we do in the front desk. Um, you know, answering phones, uh, how to schedule patients, how to get them to a point, how to get them to pay, how to handle cancellations, everything that we do. And started it mostly for myself, so that every time I had a new employee, I didn't have to retrain them again and again and again. I could put them in front of videos. But it has definitely grown over the years. This is my full-time business now. I have an online training website, and I train on on the itty you know, the nitty-gritties of what we do in the front. Um, I work super close with Adam. I love Adam. I, I started with Adam in 2012, and I remember walking into the first conference thinking, "Oh my gosh, I found my people!" You know, <laughs> there's 500 office managers there, and I'm like, in fact, I joke about it, John. I said the first year I went to the first conference, I spent the entire time just gossiping about, you know, hygienists and dental assistants and doctors. <laughs> and then I realized there's more to ADOM than just going and venting. And, and I saw some of the best speakers there. Um, I, of course, was so excited about the fellowship because it really hasn't, we haven't had anything like that in, in the front office. So I became a FADOM the second year and now have spoken at ADOM three years and love it. So that's kind of my evolution of how I've gotten, you know, into dentistry and why I do what I do.
0: Yeah, and I think... Your perspective from the front office team, certainly, Laura, you know, after all of your years in dentistry, there are hundreds and have been hundreds of presentations and CE courses and videos and that on case acceptance and a lot of it rightfully so is from the clinical perspective how do you present to the patient when you're in the operatory how do you find a way to share those types of things but i think what is so interesting about what you're going to share today and more importantly the experience that you have and what you've built with front office rocks is what is that perspective from the patient side but more importantly how the front office is a part of that and and we were talking before the podcast of laying out these three episodes and i love how you started which is first impressions because I was writing it down as you were sharing with me, and I thought to myself that's some of that part I never even thought about in regards to case yes. acceptance starting that early so we'd love to have you you know just hop in and, and talk yeah. a little bit about about that as far as the first impression
1: piece well and so uh, thank you and i and i that's the thing is i've sat at the front desk i've been the office manager, I know what it's like for I me. Mean, you know, it's great to, to see speakers out there telling us, you know, amazing customer service and all of that. But then we also have to deal with reality, um, answering phones and patients coming in with their babies on their hips saying, hold my baby when I get a cleaning and the plumbing <laughs> breaking and the phone ringing. And I mean, we do a million things in the front office. And, you know, the clinical team, unless they're cross-trained or work up there, they don't understand. The doctor doesn't typically understand. And so we're up against you know, offering that amazing experience and the reality of what happens in the front. So, one of the things, and I love that Care Credit asked me to do this because if you think of Care Credit, you think of presenting financial options, which we'll talk about in the third podcast in this series. But. Case acceptance starts way before we say, and we have third-party financing with care credit. Um, it starts with the first impression of the patient. Um, and most of the time, the first impression of the, from our patients starts before we've even answered the phones. It's how they heard about us, how they found us. So, for example, if they found us, I'm going to go right to insurance because that's usually, you know, do you take my insurance? Um, If they found us because of things like they found us on the insurance list, um, because, you know, the referral that was sent, you know, the person that referred them said, go to them, they're in network for our insurance. Um, if, if we're advertising about insurance and that we, we take all these insurances, if we put it out there, what we're doing is we're actually starting a relationship with that patient before we even talk to them, putting insurance first, um, making that be the bond between us and the patient, the the common denominator, which, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but we need to understand that we, as we all know, and I'm sure everybody who hears this is going to shake their head. The insurance company is not looking out for the best interest of our patients. The insurance company is not looking out for helping our patients accept the entire treatment plan. So when we have a patient coming in who's coming in based off of insurance, um, we're kind of already up against that. We're going to have to deal with that because that's why they're here. You know, you're on the list. I'm calling you because you're on the list. And so that, that's an issue we have to think about from the beginning with case acceptance. Um, the next thing being like, you know, did they hear about us on reviews, referrals? So let's talk about referrals. If if somebody in their office says, you know, you need to go see my dentist, my dentist is great. Well, then it, it depends on what they say after that. My dentist is great because look at my smile. They took care of my appearance. You know, I had gum disease. I have a new, you know, a great, you know, I can chew again. Like that's an amazing referral, Right. Versus somebody that says, go to my dentist, they give really good discounts, or they only make me do the teeth that hurt, or whatever. So what we do with our patients ends up being the referral that they tell other people. So how we take care of our patients in the practice, how we treatment plan, how we diagnose, how we handle insurance with our current patients will end up being the message that goes out to the public when they're referring to us. So- it's important, and we're not talking about it necessarily in this, but in this um, three-part series, but, you know, if we, if we treatment plan patients for, you know, five crowns, but we only do with the insurance covers and we do the one, then the patient's going to go out and tell their family and friends, oh, go to this doctor because they only did with the insurance covers. And so that's the kind of referrals we're getting. So referrals are a big thing of kind of just thinking about what are, what are our patients out talking about? What are they saying about us? Another thing are reviews. Um, you know, a lot of patients will, I say, when a patient hears about our practice, the first place they're going to go is they're going to go to either our website just to see, you know, about us, or they're going to go check our reviews. Think about it. When you go to a restaurant or you're in a new, I mean, you know, move and you need a hairdresser or you need whatever, you go and read the reviews. And again, those reviews, and I'm not focused on like the bad review, we all get a bad review here or there, but what the patients overall say about your practice is how that new patient's going to come in already thinking about you. So an example would be, you know, I really love the doctor there, but the front office team is just, they're so moody or they're not very nice. Or the, um, you know, the hygienist always gives me grief when I go in or um, every time I go, I have to wait 15 minutes or something like that. Again, this is how that patient's walking into the practice. And the reason that this matters is, you know, 78% of consumers say that they would spend more money in a business that they feel gives them great customer service. So if this patient is reading about our practice and it's great, they're already kind of coming in going, all right, you know, I've been thinking about replacing that missing tooth or straightening my teeth. I might give this office a shot. They, they have a lot of great reviews or my friend told, a, told me they're really great versus, well, I'm just going to go to them because they're on my insurance list and my tooth's starting to bother me. So when I talk about, you know, first impressions, it's before they, we even answer the phone. The next first impression is the website. You know, I, 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 John, you're not going to believe this, but there are still dentists out there who do not have websites, yep, yep. <laughs> which it kills me. It kills me. Or the website is just, you know, some prefab thing that was put out. A lot of them look like they were put out when the internet came out. You know, they haven't updated it. The picture, it's just, you know, it's, it's just not friendly. And. When a patient's deciding if they're going to pick up the phone to call you, if they're, you know, maybe your reviews are good, or maybe somebody said you're a great dentist, but if they go to your website, unfortunately, patients don't know how to judge us, except for, you know, our website, the reviews, they don't know whether we're really a good dentist or not. So, if they go to your website, and your website is outdated, if it's not friendly... Um, if it doesn't make it easy for them to call, if there's not a call to action to say call us now, um, one of the things I say to put on all of your all of your marketing materials: we're always accepting new patients. Um, because a lot of times we get that question on the phones. You know, are you accepting new patients? And don't you want to laugh and say, of course we are, right? Mm-hmm. So, so put some energy and effort into your website. And I'm not saying I don't I don't care whether or not you have pictures of your team or pictures of your patients or pictures of whatever it just needs to be friendly and inviting. And it needs to, it needs to, you know, if you're, if you're a cosmetic office, you probably want to have cosmetic pictures on there. If you're a full mouth, you know, whatever it is you're trying to attract, you want to have that represented on your website. Um, and, and along with that, you want to have pictures um, and images of patients, people that look like your patient base. Um, so for example, if I was in like Silicon Valley, you know, that's the, you know, the, I'd want pictures of millennials and, and, and younger families and right. Versus if I was in, you know, a retirement community in Florida, I would want to have pictures of older, you know, maybe grandma and grandpas or, or a whole family with, with some older people in it. So again, this is all first impressions. This is all what people are, they're making subliminal decisions about our practices before they even pick up the phones. Um,
0: did you have a question? Sorry. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I, I mean, just, just great stuff. And I was just actually sitting here. My brain is spinning because I was, what I was about to say to you is that uh, as you know, Laura dentistry and who knows when like the crossroads, you know, crossed, but there was a time in dentistry where everything was, or for the most part, everything was reactive, right? You could set up a dental practice uh, and, and just because of the nature of people's health, they had a toothache, whatever the case may be, they came to their dental practice. or like you said, they were referred to what have you, we're in a whole yeah. different dimension now, right? There's a, there's a whole nother layer outside of what goes on within the practice that sets the stage for, for when they get into the practice and hearing you share that, that's, that's even more important. I mean, it, it just—it really right. is even more important. But it does—that—that's not what gets focused on. And so I'm so glad that, that you've brought this up. And I think it's very interesting, you know, having you on here, and certainly, you know, Care Credit being a part of this podcast is because you're doing innovative things in an effort to be able to bring the front office team into this relationship, so that more patients get can, can get the care done. And Care Credit is as well. And I think, you know, I, I had the experience years ago of of working with a lot of what they do. And there was rarely a time when, when a patient was not excited about the fact that there was an option to help, help them get their treatment done. I think a lot of people thought they only thought it could be insurance for so long. And so to be able to have those other options, it just sounds like now it really is. You got to set the stage like 10 yards before you get into the stadium now in order to be able to really excel and help these patients. Cause if not, like you said, I mean, they're going to go, they're going to go somewhere else.
1: Well, and, and that's a really good point. And I, you know, I, I go out and speak all the time and I'm always talking to offices. And one of the big, you know, lately, the big discussion is corporate dentistry. Corporate dentistry is coming in and, and we have to compete against that. So in the old days, you know, um, if, you have, if you work in an office that's kind of stumbling along, you put your sign out, it's going okay, things are great. That worked because the guy across the street probably was doing the same. You know, he was kind of stumbling along. They put the sign out and there's enough patients out there for all of us. So two dentists across the street, not a big issue. Now with corporate dentistry moving in and there's a there's a part, you know, there's a part in all of these patients for corporate dentistry. They have the resources, they have the money, they have the they're the business, they have the business sense. So they know how to market. They're gonna spend money on marketing because they understand it works, they're gonna update their websites, they're gonna do all of that. Well, if you're the dental office across the street from corporate dentists and you're just stumbling along, you're not doing anything exceptional, um, that's where you're gonna get stamped, you know, trumped on or whatever. That's where they're gonna, they're just gonna go right over you and take over the area. But there's a market out there for patients who want quality. There's a market out there for patients who want to be taken care of. Um, the, you know, they go into the corporate office. It's going to be fast. It's going to be they're going to feel like a number. They're going to but they're also going to have um, you know lots of reviews. They're going to have a lot of resources. They're going to have you know, lots of financing options, all of that. We need to be able to compete with that. Um, One of the things that I say is that patients, you know, they're going to judge us from the beginning on their experience with us. And it can either be amazing, it can be average, or it can be awful. So I'm hoping anybody listening to this, you're a member of ADOM, you're not an awful practice. There's some out there, I'm sure, but they're not, you're not listening to this because you're part of ADOM. But if you're average... Or people aren't going to go out of their way to refer to you. They're not going to go out of their way to say, you know, great things about your practice to give that really good review. If you're just average, um, people are expecting more than average. Now you need to be amazing. You need to make sure that the, that people are talking about your practice a lot and what they're saying about your practice is what you want them saying about it. Um, You know, you want to make sure you're asking for reviews from your patients because that's the full cycle to come back around to get those new patients coming in with the right idea about your practice. So, you know, upping your customer service, um, making sure your systems are in place, all of that plays into bringing in the right kind of patients, which will ultimately lead to case acceptance because if a patient's willing to spend more in a place that they feel they're getting great customer service and we have to think about it. I mean, People don't like to go to the dentist. You know, people don't like, we put drills and needles in their mouths. Um, you, they're, they're not going to like, woohoo, this is exciting. So we have to do the best we can from that first impression, whether it's our, our website, whether it's reviews, referrals, to get the, patient, the right kind of patients in with the right mentality, which also ties into our marketing, which I didn't even talk about. The kind of marketing that we send out. And, and I live in Southern California. So I get marketed to by you know, so many dentists in our area. And the marketing we're sending out is, is many times putting the wrong impression out. You know, it's, let's give you six discounts. Let's give you, I mean, nowadays with new patient specials in our area, I mean, it's like, we, we'll clean your teeth for $29. We'll babysit your kids. We'll wash your car and we'll give you, you know, whitening for life. It's like, how do they, these offices even make money on this, you know? And yeah. yeah, we want really good cases and case acceptance, but we're giving away the farm before the patient even comes in. Um, so that's another thing that plays into that first impression, which leads into case acceptance. And, and one point I want to make here, because this is kind of the beginning um, of our three-part series, when we talk about case acceptance, the reason that's important is not necessarily about production. It's not about collections. It's not about, you know, filling the schedule. It's about helping our patient, patients keep their teeth for life. We are healthcare providers and our job is to be there for our patients to help them keep their teeth for life. So we, when it comes to case acceptance, it's about getting our patients to accept what they need to be healthy. And if we can, if we can get our team to understand that why, if we can really make sure we remember why we're here. Yes. Production is part of it. Yes. Collections is part of it. But all that, all that is to me is those are just numbers that represent how many patients we're helping. And many times as our office grows and as we get bigger, um, we, you know, we forget about that. We, we, oh, now we got to fill the schedule. Now we have overhead. Now we have production goals. Now we have collection goals and we get so focused on the numbers. We forget about the patients, and that's when our reviews start to slip. As in, you know, one of the things I, I talk about is if you go and look uh, on the reviews, reviews online about dental offices, the number one complaint about dental offices has to do with the front office. Mm-hmm. It has to do with us. It has to do with how we answer the phone and how we gave them grief for, you know, rescheduling an appointment and how we un- we estimated their insurance wrong and how we we you know we weren't nice when they came in or whatever. And then that's a cycle that's going to go back out. And now we're going to start attracting the wrong kind of patients. So what, the reason I love working with Care Credit on case acceptance is because if we don't help our patients get the dentistry, figure out how to finance it, and bring in the right kind of patients, we're not going to help a lot of people.
0: Absolutely. And so a couple questions. Uh, how expensive is it, Laura, to create a first impression? Not really, is it?
1: Not at all. Not at all. I say that, you know, the it's really about the experience and then making sure you have the right resources, making sure you're working with the right companies. Um, you know, we just have to give our patients they just have to feel the number one complaint about patient from patients as dental offices grow is they used to feel like a family part of the family and now they feel like a number. Um, so all we have to do is start going back to having our patients feel like family, you know, um, you mention their name in a sentence, ask them how their kids are doing, find out how their new job is. It takes two seconds. And if everyone and everybody on the team remembers that at the end of the day, those are our patients. And if we didn't have those patients, we wouldn't have a job. So, we need to make sure, and there's it 's easy nowadays between the resources we have for emails and text messages and w- our software you know tells us you know who the patient is. We can put in information about their personal something personal about them um, now you know the phone we have phone systems that pop up to tell us who 's calling like we have so many resources now there 's no excuse right. to not give our patients amazing experience
0: yeah and and that 's why I was curious in having you share that because. I was thinking back that uh, I remember when a plasma t v at least the first plasma t v that I bought uh was probably around like five grand. Now you can get that same t v for close to like three hundred dollars <laughs> and, and 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 the reason why I say that is is because when I do this podcast, I always try as I'm listening to you and everybody that comes on. I always try very hard to put myself in the shoes of an office manager. Uh, and, and taking in what you're sharing. And so hearing you share all these things about how important it is to create the first impression, I think in a lot of cases, an office manager may sit back and say, wow, I really want to do that, but where do I start? And it's got to be very expensive and things like that. And, and, and to your point, and I think what we're all realizing is there are so many resources out there in dentistry. Now there are so many companies out there that are willing to help a lot of these dental practices, but to your point, it has to start with the practice and it has to start with them committing to wanting to believe in the first impression like you talked about and understanding that it makes a difference because again, we're stretching ourselves out from where we used to live, which is if we do the crown properly, people will tell all their friends about it and they'll come back. And I've heard you say it many times when you speak that, and I'm sure we'll probably get into that and, and maybe in episode two or episode three, but uh it's there's a lot of people out there to help the office manager. Adam is certainly there, you know like you mentioned care credit and all the work that you're doing, but uh it's there are there really are no excuses, quite frankly, especially with the education that's and, out
1: there. Exactly, and that's the thing is in and, and for any office managers, um I just actually spoke about this recently. Any office managers listening to this you you are going to have to be the liaison for this. You're going to have to be the the cheerleader to make this happen. And if you just go to your doctor, if you or you might already be listening to me, going, of course, Laura, duh, I get that. But if you go to your doctor, the doctors don't see that yet. Some are, of course, I don't want to stereotype, but what we need to do is we need to handhold our doctors to get them the get them the training they need, the the they need to read books or the, listen to these podcasts or whatever to understand how important this is. Because many times they go to, you know, they go to these great comprehensive courses, they come back, they can do full mouth rehab, they can, but then they're wondering why we're not closing cases. It's because it starts way back in the beginning of the, the first impression from the patient. So, so it's going to be the office manager's job to Get the doctor to understand how important this is. And then with the doctor backing the office manager or the team, then to train the team. And one of the things that I say is the team needs to understand why. why. Why everything we do is important. Why is this important? Why does it matter that we get ask for great reviews and get reviews out there? Well, because it starts with the first impression of the next patient. And many times we we kind of just tell our team what to do. Uh ask for referrals and reviews, uh, hand out these cards, um, you know, answer the phone this way. But if the team member doesn't understand why, then their 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 intention is gonna be wrong. They're just gonna be doing it because they got told to do it, not because they feel it they understand internally. Then the next thing is you can't just tell somebody how to do it. You have to train them. And that's what we don't we don't spend enough time in the dental office. I don't in dental offices, I don't feel Working on training customer service skills, um, you know, answering the phones, uh, team meetings. You know, I had a team meeting recently. We were talking about greeting patients in the in the reception area, and one of my one of my uh, dental assistants came up to shake my hand, and she shook my hand, and it was like a that dead fish kind of handshake. You know, you kind of just go <laughs> gross after it. So my whole team practiced shaking hands because there are some there are some basic. Things that people don't think about or never been taught, you know, and so getting your doctor on board, explaining to the team why it's important and then giving them the resources, having them do some stuff with ADOM, read articles, you know, um, do training videos, whatever it is that your team needs to get them to understand how this process makes such a big difference to bring the, the new patient in before you've even talked to them with the right mindset of what they're going to get in your practice. And then we can start talking to them about real cases and cases they, you know, um, treatment they need. And it's not about the financing. Now, financing is super important because we have to help them financially do it. But first, we have to get their emotional side to decide to do it.
0: Yeah, which is interesting because I remember, Laura, uh, sitting there in the practice in many cases and presenting the great options that care credit made available and the patient just didn't budge and we'd have like a post meeting or whatever the case may be. And somebody would say, why, why, why didn't that happen? Or, you know, can't they see how, how much of a great resource this is or how they're actually going to be able to help them get, you know, if not all the dentistry done, a good portion of it. But to your point, so much of that starts downstream that if it's done right at the beginning then that kind of becomes an afterthought. It just, you know, care credit in many cases becomes the mechanism, right. In order to be able to, yeah. to move that patient forward and actually get the treatment done. It doesn't, it's, it's not, it's not really fair, at least the way that I've seen it over the years to put a lot of that weight on those resources. Uh, it yeah. still has to fall on the team. So it's kind of interesting. Well,
1: and that, Yeah. And that leads me to the next um, thing, which is, You know, the job of marketing, the job, you know, because I hear a lot of marketing companies, for example, complain, you know, the dentists complain marketing doesn't work. The only job of marketing is to get the phone to ring. I mean, that's ultimately the job of marketing. The only job of care credit is to help our patients get money, right? Right, I mean, to be able to get the treatment. We have to play a big part in that. So if we're not really good at what we do, then of course the resources aren't going to work because we're not good, you know. I I talk a lot about, you know, we give, we give a lot of excuses sometimes. Um, I hear people say to me, well, Laura, my patients don't have money, which we're going to talk about in the next, um, in, in the next part of this, but my patients don't have money, my patients have low dental IQ, whatever it is, right? And they walk out of the door, out the door. It's a lot easier to do that, to say, oh, my patients just must not have money, than to look in the mirror and say, maybe we're not presenting the treatment well. Maybe we don't have the right systems in place. Maybe we're part of it. And if you can take a step back and go, how can we internally within our four walls change things, get better at things, improve to help the ultimate goal, which is to help our patients accept treatment? So like marketing, when when doctors say marketing doesn't work, I say See what's going on with your phones. I mean, if the phones are ringing, let's look at who's answering the phones. Let's look at have they been trained? Do they know how to handle these calls? Um, you know, are they putting the phone first? I think the most important piece of technology in the dental office is the telephone. You don't get a second chance to make a new first impression. Right. So we've gotten the phone to ring. And like I said earlier, we are multitaskers at the front desk. We can do 72 things at once. We kind of have to. That's, that's just the way the front office is. But if you answer the phone hurried, um, you know, stressed out, not happy, or you don't answer the phone at all, that's that first impression. You know, the patient's going to think they're bothering us. We're not nice. Um, We're too busy for them. And again, then, whatever that first, you know, they've heard about how great we are. They've seen our website. It's great. But then we answer the phone that way. We just killed that, that first experience. So that leads into, you know, we have to now, when the phone rings, take our part of the, you know, the handoff, I guess, from getting the phone to ring and really handling that call the right way, because that call is, is now the next part of case acceptance, which is they're deciding how, if they're gonna come to our office, um, how great we sound, if they're gonna show up for their new patient appointment, um, you know, are we insurance driven or not? Do we have financial options? All of this plays into their, into their um, decision-making process. So handling the phones is, is a key part of that for sure.
0: Yeah, you know, in addition to the phone, and I've heard you say that a lot. That I, I've often thought about the second uh, most valuable resource in a dental practice could be a mirror, <laughs> right at the front, yeah. for for people to uh, to see outside of themselves, like you said, of the craziness that goes on, and and, and it's hard. I mean, I, I think, uh, I mean. I think what I love about you, Laura is you're real with people and you've been there. And I think that's yeah. why a lot of people respect what what, what you do and, and when you say things, because right, the fact that the front office team is is getting more awareness, getting more recognition, and therefore the resources are pouring to that is just ultimately going to be awesome for dentistry. Uh, but it is there's that element to where you don't know what you look like, you don't know what you sound like on the phone because you're you're caught in the day-to-day and taking care of the patients and things like that. And it's not really until somebody comes in and really shakes your world. Uh, and takes you to that next level. So um, yeah, this, this has been great, you know? Yeah.
1: I was going to say one other thing too. So, and there's also many times our doctors get advice from other doctors and that's not necessarily like what I'm thinking of right here specifically is talking about like financing options when we answer the phone. Um, I was on a recent on on a Facebook group, you know, when I was watching people ask questions and answer and stuff. And somebody wanted to know when a patient calls in and says, do you have financing options or do you do you take payment plans? That's what it was. Do you take payment plans? And most of the doctors are like, no, we don't do payment plans. And I'm like, yeah, we do. It's called care credit, but right. we're not going to do that over the phone. We'll say, yes, we have payment options come in our practice. And then we're going to talk to them about it in the practice. But again, it, our dentists don't necessarily know. And there wasn't resources till now for us in the front. And now I've been in the trenches. I, I understand when a patient says, do you have you know payment options? They just want to, they can't pay it all up front that's why we have care credit. I'm not going to go into that in deep, you know, detail. I'm going to say, yeah, we have options. Come on in because I want to get them in sure. so they can experience our practice. And then I'm going to give them all the options that we have. And, and that's, you know, the difference between, you know, not having the resources, not having the front office team, you know, trained and respected and, and, and have all of this versus what we have now, which it's amazing how great everything is going for our, you know, front office teams.
0: Yeah. You know, the longer I go on in my career, Laura, I, t- two things keep hitting me smack in the face, and that is, is that that person that said everything you really needed to know you learned in kindergarten. Which the older I get, right. the more I realize is true. Uh, right. You know, and, and and I think the other side of it too is that uh, just when you think you know a lot or you feel like you've made good progress, there's always something more to learn. There's always something more to know. There's always you know somebody out there that is offering even just one nugget, like you said, that can make a difference in the front of an office practice and ultimately for the team and for the patient. So uh, this has been great. Nice. This has been great. So, all right. Like we shared with everybody, uh, we're going to carry this on here. Uh, the next episode that they listen to, which is part of the series will be uh, ex- the experience in the office. So before we wrap on this one, if you want to maybe just give a little bit of a uh, kind of like a tiny little snippet of, of what people can expect from that sep- second episode.
1: Sure, definitely. So our ultimate goal answering the phone, marketing you know reviews, whatever is to get the patient to arrive It's to get them to show up and now it's um, it's about their experience you know how do they feel when they're in the office and what things can we do or say to make that experience amazing because again it leads us right into the consultation room, which is where we you know are presenting in case acceptance. so every little, thing matters. And we're going to break down, you know, that first appointment and every eventual appointment after that um, in detail.
0: Awesome. All right, everybody. Well, Laura, thank you so much for for joining ADOM Radio. And certainly thanks to Care Credit for, for sponsoring this podcast and being a big part of, like you said, this whole process of case acceptance. And this was great. I think, again, I really, really hope that everybody that listens to this steps out away from from your desk and 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 listens on the way home or while you're exercising or whatever case may be and really kind of takes to heart some of the things that Laura shared about a whole new dimension of dentistry that really people didn't have to think about for a while and that is the first impression before they even get to the to the operatory. So Laura, thank you so much. And hey everybody, thank you for listening to another episode here on ADOM Radio. Hope you enjoyed our guest today. So a couple quick housekeeping things. For those of you that are new to podcasting or you are new to ADOM radio, if you have an iPhone, would love to have you visit iTunes and download ADOM Radio Podcast. If you have an Android device, be sure to go out to Google Play and do the same. Great thing about subscribing to a podcast is each episode that we upload will automatically come to your listening device of choice. That way you can go ahead and plug in and, and listen, go about your day with all of the great content and speakers that we will have here on Adam Radio. Also, with each individual episode, you have the ability to leave some feedback. Would love to hear that from you. And certainly... Uh, if we have earned it, would love for you to go out there and give us five stars. The way that it works in the podcasting world, the more reviews... The higher ratings, the more that iTunes and Google Play will push these podcasts to the top of the list when people are looking for information in regards to dentistry, office managers, all that good stuff. So we'd love to have you go out, give us five stars, and any reviews, feedback, any particular guests or topic that you think would be beneficial, please let us know. We look at every single one and love to hear your thoughts. And finally... If you want to learn more about ADOM, please be sure to go to dentalmanagers.com. You can find all of the great resources there. If you're a member, ADOM is adding new things all the time, and so there's all kinds of great information there. And if you're not, please learn more about it. Talk to your office, your doctor, any of your team members, and let them know about ADOM as it is continuing to grow and continuing to add some great resources and empower dental managers all over the country. Also, wanted to let you know about the ADOM Conference. If you go to adomconference.com, it is in July in San Antonio. It is filling up quick. Uh, it's going to be another amazing annual event that ADOM has put on with great vendors, great speakers, a lot of great community, and a lot of great information for you, the dental manager. So be sure to check out adomconference.com and learn more about it. With that, have a wonderful week.